Welcome back into another show of The Heavy Pour. It's your hosts, Henry and Justin, here with a day recording for the first time. Yep. You know how we start this. Yep. A little cheers. Mmm. So today, Henry and I are starting off with Irish coffees. Bailey's, you know what to do. Give us a jingle. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not, no. Not bad. Definitely, I feel like it's more of a holiday drink. It absolutely is. Okay. But tis the season, dude. Right. It's break. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. It's the heavy pour, too. Gotta live a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put a little more something, a little something, something, a little more into your into your morning coffee. Oh, yeah. Start the day off right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't day drink if you don't start early. And that's, that's true. what's happening now. All right, guys. Another Thursday episode dropping for you. So let's just jump right into it here with our top three games of the week. Start us off, Hen. By far the best game of the week. It's not even close. Saints at Chiefs. It's a really good game. Yeah, it should be. I thought last week's game of the Bills at the Steelers was good, and yeah. then this. It's like the best team, and then the Saints. I mean, they flopped last week, but like 10-3, yeah. 12-1, it's a solid matchup. This is a big game for the Saints, too. If they lose this game and they go to 10-4, and four, I mean, as it is right now, the Packers are in the driver's seat for the first seed. They need the Packers to slip up. The Saints probably can't afford a loss. No, they general. definitely can't. Because they would have to rely on the Packers to lose two games out of the next three. And they play the Panthers this week. Titans, Titans next, next week, week. And Bears to finish off the season. So that's like, that's one iffy game. Yeah, probably. So the big game for the Saints, big game for the Chiefs too. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are still right in it. They only have two losses. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs fumble the bag here this yeah. week, which they very well could against a good Definitely. Saints team, yeah, it's tied again. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see... What Saints show up? They clearly haven't been the same team since Breeze has gone down, and it's hard to expect your team to take a step forward when you lose your franchise starting quarterback, right? But bad performance last week, very bad. Not just not just at on offense, but even the defense. I mean, Jalen Hurts had a really nice game against the Saints, and we know what the Chiefs are capable on offense of doing. Oh yeah, if you slip up one time, the Chiefs are scoring. Yeah, that's just what they do. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really good game. Yeah. I think that leads us to our next game. Game you're going to be a little interested in, right? You know it, dude. Bears at Vikings. Skull Vikes. Skull, not going to finish that. But <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a fun game. I mean, neither team is like over the top good this year. Right. You've heard me talk about it. Yeah. I want the Vikings to just crash and burn and get a good pick. But I never want to see them lose to the Bears. Trubisky back. Trubisky is back, baby. I don't know what happened. Trubisky is back. Was he ever here in the first place? (laughs) Dude, he had a good game. If you're a Bears fan, I'm so pissed off at that. You don't want to give them any hope that that organization can be like, well, he did play really well the last three games of the season, so let's give him a shot next year. No. Especially if he keeps this up for like the next three weeks. That's you what know, I'm saying. Like Matt Nagy's <laughs> going to be like, that's my guy. Yep. I drafted him. Like, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Go. Exactly. He just took a little longer. He took a little longer. But yeah, you know what I mean? Not everyone rides a bike at the same speed. Sometimes some people pick it up faster than others. And Trubisky's one of them, huh? And you're just like, no, Trubisky dude. fell off the bike more times than any kid has <laughs> ever fallen off the bike to learn how yeah. to ride a bike. Seriously. So, I don't know. We'll see if he can keep it up for two weeks in a row. That'd be a first. But, yeah, it would. <laughs> um, it'll be nice to see, you know, the Vikings just got absolutely screwed last week by the refs and uh, obviously Dan Bailey too. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that loss. I'm sure it was 
you know, emotionally draining, so on and so forth. And that's called being a Vikings fan, dude. <laughs> emotionally draining is like our motto. And not only that, but they're in, they're still in the hunt somewhat for a playoff spot. They got to win out. I mean, they could. Then they definitely could. They have the Bears this week, the Saints next week, which is going to be a really tough game, but I don't think we're out of it just because the Vikings can turn around and put it together. We've seen it a few times this yeah, year. Absolutely. It just has never been any sort of consistent play, which well, is our issue. That's the thing is like the, the top end talent on the Vikings is like top end. Like it, you know what I mean? Like, and then you have one of the, you have a really good rookie in Justin Jefferson, a great wide receiving core. You have studs on defense. It's just like putting it together. It's just, it always seems like there's one phase of the game that's lacking for the Vikings this year. Oh, yeah. Whether it be special teams one week, um, offense another, defense another. It is just, like, it feels like they can never, like, put it fully together. Yeah, it doesn't gel together. That makes any sense. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the Vikings, but there's always something that's just, like, rough around the edges and just gonna stab you. Yeah. So, it's looking like in this playoff picture right now, because the Vikes and, um, the Vikings and Bears have the same record at six and seven each the cardinals are at seven and six and they hold the seventh spot cardinals are going to be a team to watch it looks like are they moving it to eight do we know are they moving it to eight spots for I the playoff seven they moved it to seven okay that's what i thought i think i thought they were talking about doing eight i don't know i, I don't know exactly i know there was a lot of talk about it and then with covid coming around it was kind of like swept under the media really quick because you know would we have a season? Who knows? N- nobody had any idea what was going to go on this year. Yeah. And I've completely forgotten about the playoff like structure now because of that. No, and I know the the only the only teams that are getting buys is the one seed in the AFC and the NFC. Oh, only yeah. the one seed gets a buy. So that's why like the one seed is more important than ever right yeah. now. Oh, it's a huge leg up then. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that'll be interesting moving forward. And for the Bears, I mean, they're in the hunt too. They're 6 and 7, and it's a division game. You have pride. You want to win? You want to beat your division rival? No, no one ever wants to get, like go out there and lay an egg against a division rival. No. Yeah, it always looks bad. It hurts. No. And I think Nagy's coaching for his job. They don't. They don't need a reason for him to get fired right Absolutely now. Absolutely not. No, he's so, on the hot seat. He's oh, been 100%. on the hot seat for like half the season. They, if not he the whole has, season. They need no reason right now, so he has to win. Even if he, even if he loses on a heartbreaking pick six or a heartbreaking hail mary. There's no excuse. You still lost. He could get fired. So they have to win. Yeah, it's it's a necessity for him at yep. this point for his job. And that should be a good one. So we'll see uh, moving forward what that looks like. But for our third game of the week, your favorite team, minus Vikings. Washington football team, baby. Yep. Playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. When I first looked at this, I wanted to make it my heavy pour game of the week. Yeah. And then I realized that I've, I've rode Washington so hard. And on this like upward like climb, but mm-hmm. now they're six and seven. And I don't know. I don't know if I can call that a heavy pour against a team that's nine and four. Like, yeah, it's a three game difference, but Washington is in the driver's seat of the NFC East, which isn't much to say, but they're still a division sure. leader, and they've at least shown that they're not completely inept. And I don't think that they're eligible anymore to be a heavy pour. No, I don't think they are either. And it's it's so interesting watching the Washington football team just get better as the year went on. They got a lot of nice nice pieces moving forward. I think next year, and obviously they're going to make the playoffs this year because they're in the worst division in football, right? Yeah, home at six and game seven. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's actually ridiculous. And they could. I honestly, I wouldn't be super surprised if they upset a team. Upset a team. Do 
Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But I'm saying moving forward into next year, they got a lot of nice pieces to work with. If they can figure out their quarterback situation, I really like what Ron Rivera is doing over there. The defense is nasty. It is. And that's all. I mean, they're riding the defense. It is. Like, the offense isn't scoring a lot. No. But that doesn't matter because the defense well, yeah, is keeping and them in it. Obviously, a lot of that revolves around their quarterback situation. Right. It's been know. a carousel of guys. I mean, exactly. Haskins, Allen, Smith, now back to Haskins. But Seattle, too, took care of business last week, 42-3 to against the Jets. That's good moving forward. It's been really interesting to see Seattle fall off the past couple weeks. Um, even when they are winning games, it just seems like they were riding Wilson so hard to begin the season, right? Oh, and yeah. he was he was the MVP front runner. I think that's fair to say. And I think it caught up with them a little bit. Wilson started having some not great games and I don't know. The defense has been putrid all season, oh, right? It's awful. So, we'll see moving forward how they can spring going into the playoffs because they want to make a playoff one run. When you have Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, anything is possible. You can't count Russell Wilson out in any playoff game ever. No, no, exactly. So this will be a good game for them just to see where they're at. Top three games aren't terrible. No, they're not as good as last week, that's for sure. But it's not a terrible week of football. No. I think there's a lot of, like, pride games. Like, the Bears yeah. and the Vikings, they're not playing for the division title. They can't win it. They're yep. not playing for, you know, like a, a home playoff game. Yep. But they're playing for pride, like, yep. to, to prove that they're better than a division opponent. They're playing for the number two spot in the NFC North. Absolutely. Washington's still got something to prove. Absolutely. It'd be a great team to prove it against here here in Seattle. I yeah. mean, they're coming off wins against the Steelers, an undefeated team, and then the 49ers last week, who, they're not a great team. They're really banged up. <clears throat> But beating the 49ers isn't easy. No, it's not. So they're riding a good wave right now. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, I mean, there's still, there's still decent games around the league. It's just like nothing's just like crazy standing out. You know, Texans, Colts could be okay. Bills, Broncos is in- intriguing. Any game with Drew Locke in it is really exactly. intriguing right because now. Because he's either going to light the world on fire or he's going to Be not. lit on fire. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to not. That wraps up our top three games of the week. But you know what we do for every Thursday show? It's the name. It's the brand. The heavy pour game of the week. Justin, I got mine. Got? I got mine, too. All you right. go first. You go first. I want Jalen Hurts and the Eagles over Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. The only reason I'm picking the Eagles is because they look like a brand new team with Jalen Hurts in the driver's wow. seat. Two weeks in a row. Can they play spoiler? They might. Jalen Hurts has an energy, and obviously that's what happens when you put in your, like, you know, a new rookie quarterback, new quarterback yep. comes in, you're excited. I think the Eagles are going to keep it going, and I think they're going to surprise the Cardinals here. I, I don't hate it. It's interesting thinking about where the Cardinals have been, too. They were lighting the world on fire to start the season. It came down a little bit. So. Yeah, they started off hot. They got hot at the wrong time. That's yeah, their exactly. issue. Exactly, yeah. you got to get hot late, like exactly. the Rams are doing right now. Yep, yep, I'm with you on that. I like that pick though. I don't hate it. That's the thing is I could I could see it happening. Hey, I'm trying to get my second heavy pour game of the week pick right. <laughs> so uh, my heavy pour is the Lions over the Tennessee Titans. All right. And I'm using this is more of the Titans are always kind of hit or miss. You know they're usually steady, reliable, but then they have games like against the Browns where you're like, what the hell happened? Right. Wheels fall off. Exactly. So. Ever since Patricia got fired, it's like the Lions learned how to play football. Right? Weird. Isn't that weird how that works? And Stafford has just been 
playing the best of his season, the best ball of his season. I could see it. I could see it. They played a good game against the Packers. I think the Packers were in control for the whole game, but it's not like the Lions didn't have a shot to win it at the end. No, so, you can't underrate Matthew Stafford. Never. The league no. always does it. He's yeah, every, so underrated. And it's because they're, you know, a small market. They don't get the exposure. But, man, Matthew Stafford has had a hell of a career. And it will be nice to see him, you know, if he if he leaves Detroit next year, there's a lot of unknown. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Lions over the Titans. I could legitimately see this happening. I like that pick, yeah. I could also see them losing by 40. Oh, for sure. You don't know <laughs> You don't know what Lions team you're getting. No, you have no idea. You have no idea. But, hey, if Stafford comes out slinging, you always got a shot. I love watching Stafford sling the ball, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I like that pick. It could happen. I don't see a world where the Titans don't just run train on a Lions defense. Yeah. That... But Stafford can out-sling him. Oh, 100%. This, I think this one's going. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It I think could it's be. be a shootout. We'll see. And Derrick Henry is just a monster. Yeah, he's he, insane. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. That we will. All right. We're revisiting it. Talked a little bit about it last week. We're going to come back to our awards picks. But this yes. time we have MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. So we're going to do a full award show a few weeks before they're actually being picked in the NFL? Yes. Let's get into it. All right. Where are you going with MVP? I think it's Rodgers. And I think he's separated himself from the pack a little bit. It's still really close, but he's got the best stats in the league. I had another player who you might even bring up, but we'll talk about this a little later. I think that he's just, he's got the best stats in the league by far. It's not really, he's pulling away. He's pulling away in my opinion. So I got Raj. All right. I think this is a two horse race. Yeah. And it's not even close. I think. Yeah, there's, it, they've, they've separated themselves. Yeah. And my pick is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. MVP. The only difference I have, I mean, I think it's far and above these two, and then they've completely separated the entire list out. Yeah. And it would take someone getting absolutely on fire these last three weeks yeah. for a change to happen. Like, I don't think, I don't even know who you would put third, to be honest with you. I don't either, because Wilson kind of fell off for a few weeks, yeah. and Josh Allen had two weeks that were pretty bad, like, right after we did the MVP episode. Right, and if Josh Allen throws for 12 touchdowns over the next three games, I think he could definitely jump into it. For but sure, yeah. I don't, has he cracked 30 touchdowns? No, he's at 28. That's the second okay. most for a yeah. Bills, uh, Bills quarterback. Oh, right, yeah, we talked yeah. about this the other day, yeah. Yeah, so he throws 12, that's 40 touchdowns in a season, and that's, like, MVP caliber. Yep. But I don't see that happening. It could. Right. And that'd be really exciting. Yes. But, no... I, I chose Patrick Mahomes based on the fact that, I mean, it's, I think he's more valuable to the Chiefs as a team and to the league than Rodgers is to the Packers. Because there are like 10 quarterbacks in the league that could put up similar numbers Well, right in but, that offense. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, uh, maybe Rodgers puts up those numbers in that offense. I mean, Mahomes has the most weapons in the league, right? He has the I mean, best he's, he's offensive got the best tight end play caller sure. in the league. Yeah. Okay, I but just want to make sure we're on the same page with that. Right, right. But he doesn't have all the. Time I just, I don't want, I don't want to put the narrative narrative out there that the that Mahomes has nothing to work with. No, he's got something to work okay. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just how easy is it to sit back, build a house, <laughs> right. Make breakfast, and right. Throw a but ball to anybody I don't think, in the league. I don't want to compare the Chiefs' offensive play calling and scheme and weapons to what the Packers have because I don't think that's close. The only part on offense you can say is better than the Chiefs is. The Packers offensive line. And running backs. 
and that's not even close. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's not even that's not even a question. <clears throat> There's no argument there. Aaron Jones, no, Jamal no. Williams are winning. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. But I I think I think that's a poor argument because Rogers' wide receiver room is nowhere near what the Chiefs are. Top end. Nicole Harmon would be number two on the Packers. Sammy Watkins would be number two. Yeah. Okay. I don't like either of those receivers for the no. record, but I, then, I, I, yeah. I agree, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I think top-end talent, Devontae, well, yeah, Devontae Adams, Adams is, is the better best than any they have. Top two wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's a top two, top three yeah. receiver for sure. Yeah, I don't think, and I'm not saying Mahomes doesn't deserve it. I just, like, I think Rodgers, I think he's pulling away a little bit. 39 touchdowns to 33. He's got a better passer rating. Mahomes does have a lot more yards than he does. But I don't know if passing yards is as valuable as they used to be. Jameis Winston throwing for 5,200 passing yards. What was that, two Wait, years ago? Yeah, the 30-30 30 30 for 30 season. <laughs> so we'll see. But obviously the Chiefs have a better record. Give it to the old man. Ah, <laughs> uh, give it to the young stud. We'll see what happens. I mean, they're both having phenomenal seasons. You can't be mad about 68% or 69% completion no, for percentage. Sure. And they're, I don't know the exact figures, but they're both top in QBR too is Rodgers then Mahomes. Yep. I mean these guys are blowing the competition out of yep. like out of the water. Absolutely. So we'll see moving forward, but I think we're pretty clear on where we stand with that. So who do you got for offensive rookie of the year? Jay Jetta's baby, Justin Jefferson. Okay. Give okay. it to me. This okay. guy is killing it. Yeah. I mean, every week it seems like he's being compared <clears throat> to Randy Moss. With the Vikings, like Literally, every dude. single week, he's Literally. got similar stats, but Jefferson's yeah. passing those stats. He's over a thousand yards as a rookie already. Mm-hmm. This guy just lights it up every single week, and he's so fun to watch. He's electric. There's nothing not to like about him. He's killing it. He has done everything that Stephon Diggs would have done this year in the Vikings offense. And I don't think that's a heavy pour because he's playing that role and he's playing it perfect. I don't. I don't even know who would be second, Herbert. I got Jeff. I got Jefferson. Yeah, Herbert is the only guy that. That's the only one I was kind of like, all right, we could, because traditionally it's usually a quarterback, right? I think if Burrow would have stayed healthy, this would be an interesting conversation. I think it would have too. Like, let's say Burrow just keeps on the same path he had, where he'd probably have what, like, twenty-three touchdowns to like eight interceptions, probably like four thousand some yards. Which I'm pretty sure that would blow the rookie record out of the yeah, like out of the water by almost a thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the rookie record that would be an interesting like conversation because. Yards. That would be an interesting conversation. But it's not even Herbert slowed down quite a bit these past few weeks, as what happens with rookie quarterbacks, you know. And the Vikings are a much better team than the Chargers. For sure. So let's pause that right there, though, because mm-hmm. Justin Herbert is two away from the rookie record for passing touchdowns. Yeah, he with can three do it. games left. He's. I don't know if he's gonna hit that thirty-two marker that I said he would. Yeah. He's get. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. take it though. He's got to yeah, take get it. it. You'd think two and three games. Come on. He's, he was averaging, like, two and a half touchdown passes a game mm-hmm. until, like, two weeks ago, after when I said it, of course. I, right. I just spoke it to the ground. Yeah. But Jefferson, besides for Herbert, is there anyone else that's no, like— No, I think it's a no-brainer. Got to give it to him. Can you think of anyone else besides Herbert? No. I, it'd be interesting watching CD play if Dak would have stayed healthy. That, yeah, that would have CD would have had fun. some nice stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have. Anyways, all right, moving forward, defensive rookie of the year. I got Chase Young. I also have Chase Young. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a stud. He's great. He's disruptive. You know, he doesn't have exactly. like the off-the-wall stats, but if you watch him play, he's in the backfield all the time. Yes. This guy's rushing quarterbacks. He's he's doing everything he needs to. Yeah. And he's a rookie. 
Guy looks like a veteran out there. He scored his first NFL touchdown last week against the 49ers. There's nothing not to like about Chase Young either. No, he's he's a monster, man. And it's tough thinking about, like, last year Nick Bose had, like, 11 sacks or something crazy like that. With defensive ends especially, disruptive is the best way you can put it because that's how he affects the game. It's how it's how you affect the game by a play-by-play stance. You know, the stats aren't always going to be there, but he's accounted for every single play. Oh, you have to. Offensive, coordinator, offensive coordinators and coaches know exactly who he is, and that's that's a great compliment to have to him, you know, so... There wasn't a whole lot of players. Did you have any runner-ups for this? No, there wasn't anything crazy. I mean, I was thinking about, like, the athleticism of Patrick Queen. He's had some high-end plays. Patrick Queen is, is having a nice season. And, yeah, he has some high-end plays where he like, a flash plays. But he also has a lot of plays where he's he's getting washed down by the offensive line or he misses his hole and then, like, they spring a big run. So he's making rookie mistakes. For sure, and that's what you expect, and that's why Especially you can't give him. Especially at linebackers, it's a difficult position to play because yeah. of all the responsibilities you have and the eye discipline you have to have. But he was up there for me, too. Julian Blackman, cornerback for the Colts, is having a really nice season. I just – I don't. he doesn't have the exposure. He was a third-round draft pick that Chase Young does, and I think that that's kind of hurted him hurt him <laughs> coach of the year what do you I think? have brian flores okay Miami interesting Dolphins. this nice. guy would die for his team yeah he I rides don't, I, for his team i like that i like that pick a lot and going into the season i picked the dolphins to be like a 5 and 11 football team they're 8 and 5 now yeah i did not i did not think they were gonna be good no i did i thought they were like i thought they were still coming out of the rebuild i was thinking like okay two is rookie year they're probably gonna coast Fitz is going to start all year, and he's going to do Fitz things. They're going to start off hot, yeah, and then he's going to look bad. This team's just been hot, and they've stayed hot. I like that pick a lot. I went with Sean McDermott. That's also a very good pick. Bill's head coach. I think he doesn't get enough credit for being a top-five coach in the NFL. He is a really good head coach. He does it so silently, too. <clears throat> just a great head coach. Having a great season. Josh Allen has taken steps forward as a franchise quarterback. You can't ask for much more. No, you can't. He's doing everything asked of and more. He's, yeah. That culture change in Buffalo doesn't get talked about a lot either. But Buffalo was bad for a long time. For a long time. A long time. And he stepped in. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're starting off how I want to. And the defense is turning around. Defense turned around. And now they're now the offense is starting to you know get its wheels on, get yep. going. And this is what they can do. Sky's the limit for these guys. Oh yeah, and they're putting their stamp on that division too. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting moving forward. But there was a lot of guys when I was thinking of coach of the year. There's a lot of guys that came to my mind. I had Brian Flores, Andy Reid, obviously, you know, being twelve and one. But I just went with McDermott just because, just like the the growth the Bills have made over the past like over his tenure, I think he deserves it. So for sure, I totally get that because that's my reasoning for Brian, Brian sure. Flores is he's turned this team around yep. big time and culture's there it's all there i thought about sean payton too just because of sean just shout out sean payton real quick because even when brady or excuse me breeze was hurt last year bridgewater came in and and won five straight games like sean payton just adapts to whatever it is yeah he really does just he doesn't dwell on anything no he just looks at what he has yeah rolls with the punches and then adapts changes things does exactly what he needs to exactly he's so and th- there was, there's a lot of good coaches in the NFL right now. A lot of good coaches. Yeah, that's my coach of the year. 
All right, this one's honestly my favorite. Yeah. Comeback player of the year. I don't think there's even a question about who it is. No, I don't know who you wrote down, but if it's not Alex Smith, yeah, you're an idiot. It's Alex Smith. You can't. This guy almost died. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. He's 38 years old now and a starting quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely crazy not what he's only, gone through. Yeah, not only a starting quarterback, but he's winning, dude. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. This guy had one of the most traumatic injuries in NFL history, and he's back in the league at 38 years old, and he's playing well. Yeah, he's playing really well. Even if he came in and sucked ass, which he hasn't, like just him being on a football field and him just being able to walk again is phenomenal. Like he was not only you know, hours away from losing his life, but also his leg. Like There was a chance he was going to have to get amputated. That's oh, yeah. just crazy that he's even stepping on the football field again. Yeah, it's a testament to the kind of person he is, the kind of player he is. That like everything about Alex Smith is likable. Oh yeah, he's a he's a really good guy. He's comeback player of the year. Oh, without a doubt, undisputed. Yeah, there's no one even I can even think of. No, no one else deserves. He might win a division this year too. Oh yeah, and what I don't a... I don't care if it's the NFC East. He might win a division. Talk about fighters though. And then his head coach, Ron Rivera, having to get IVs at halftime because he's going he's battling cancer right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Talk about that's a testament to just true strength and passion and love for the game that they both have. Like it's it's incredible. Washington what that team, fights. Oh yeah, dude. What that team has gone through is just you know, hats off. Absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know how you don't root for both those guys. I don't either. Yeah. Like it's just a feel-good feeling. Yeah, I know. You know, you're just, like, yeah. all warm and, like, yeah, yeah exactly. let's go, guys. I know. I know. So, shout-out to both of them. Absolutely. And yep. shout-out to all these guys that we picked for the awards. Mm-hmm. Great seasons. I'm just surprised we had a season this year. I'm happy about it, Yeah, though. seriously. Holy cow. There was question. 2020's been a really weird year. Yep. To say the least. No kidding. It's almost over, but, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with all these awards in a few weeks. I am, too. We'll do a little reaction show, but if anybody wants to reach out, let us know what they think. Mm-hmm. Give us your MVP. Give us any take you have on that. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to talk about it. Yeah, we would. And we'll, I mean, we'll respond too. If we got some good ones, you have to give us an argument and whatnot, for sure. Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. All right, so now let's go to a little less serious talk. Yeah, I. this is funny. For a lot of people, me and Justin are in college, right? And for people who don't know. And roll Mavs, roll Mavs, MSU, absolutely. Baby. There's been a few times we've had we've had a case race, in a case race, so you can do it with partners, or you can do it by yourself. Who finishes the case? Case of beer faster, twenty four beers, right? So Justin had the great idea to think of, who would you pick as a partner in a case race? If he was an NFL player, what NFL player would you pick? I have possibly my favorite rookie in the NFL right now. I don't know what it is about him, but I just think he's so cool. Yeah. And every time he's on the field, I'm like, ah, that's my guy. Notre Dame alumni, Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> Mapletron. How dope is that nickname? It's so sick. It's so cool. And yeah. I just want to bring out a quote from Chase Claypool. After a big game, I just want to go to the club and blackout. Yep. That's my guy. I, I want yep. to hang out with him. He's yep. my case race partner, and I know we're winning. That is so sick. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. And there was just so many guys 
I mean, there's so many people in the NFL that you want to. And just to clarify, we wanted to stay away from um, we wanted to just stick to skill position guys because I mean, if we were going just the whole league, like I would. I mean, I've seen Bakhtiari crush beers. Yeah, Bakhtiari is my first pick. We're yeah. going anyone in the league, but yeah, we wanted to keep it a little more fun, a little more yeah. like strategic or just I don't know, like yeah, personality. Just, you know, cause... keeping the big boys out of it because they they get a little bit of a unnecessary, un, not unnecessary, unfair advantage. Those guys kill beers. Yeah, those guys kill beers. But I got a big man that does fit into a skill position. I'm rolling with Derrick Henry. Ah, uh, yeah, he was he was on my list too. Yep. I was struggling to think of someone, to be quite honest with you, and sometimes when, you know, we have these questions bounce off each other, there's just so many options that you can get overwhelmed, and I'm like, well, should I go with this guy or this guy? But no, it's Derrick Henry, and I'm rolling with him just because he's a freak of nature. According to Yahoo's, he's, he's 6'3", 247 pounds. That's huge. He can tank beers. I don't, I don't even, I don't even have to see him do it. I just know he, I know he can. He's enormous. There's no way he can't. No, you would have to. He's massive. <laughs> He's huge. Yeah. That's a Big guy boy. I don't want to tackle, too. You ever thought about, like, getting in front of him? That'd be like... Dude, I think if you got in front of a third-string running back in the NFL, they would absolutely kill you. You're right. Now, going up against arguably the best running back in the NFL, you would die. It's like getting hit by the campus bus. Dude, like, I mean, <laughs> you legitimately would be seriously injured, I think. Yeah, you're going, you're going to the hospital, maybe. Probably. He'd probably need you, like... You would do something, like, wrong, and he would just absolutely just blow you over. I kind of would. Probably wake up the next day. <laughs> I would like to be know. Be unconscious on the field. <laughs> I get in front of him. How far can he hit me? Like, just, like, lowering his shoulder. Seven yards. Yeah, that's probably right. Is he going full speed? Yeah, he's going full speed. I bet he could, I bet he could hit you seven yards back. Like, like are you talking in air? Are you talking, like, ground and sliding or ground rolling? Ground and sliding and everything, yeah. Yeah, probably seven. I don't want to do, if it's I don't wet on the field. This, but I do <laughs> Ten if know. it's in the rain. He's huge. He's strong. He's scary. Yeah, but you know, it's... when you it's a business decision. When you gotta get down, it's a business decision. Dive at the ankles. <laughs> that's a business decision right there. Yeah. Just don't take it. Oh no, that's I just can't Dude. get the like mental picture of like me blitz in the gap, linebacker, Derrick Henry comes through, just takes my head off. Dude, imagine, think about, yeah, I was just going to say, think about being a, you know what are underrated collisions? When running backs have to pick up blitzing linebackers, those dudes thump. There's a lot of times where running backs running backs will get absolutely just blown up by a linebacker, but the linebacker goes down with them because so, you eat the block, so. For sure. It's a good block, but that sucks. Well, yeah, because, like, think if about how small back, those that, backs oh, are. Oh, yeah. Like, Aaron Jones is, like, 5'9", five, 5'8". Yeah, five, James Robinson's, like, 5'8". And most running backs are standing between probably like 210 and 220. Not Derrick Henry. Well, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and most linebackers are between like, what, 240 and 255 probably? Yeah. Like Derrick Henry could line up on the other side of the field and you wouldn't know it. You'd be like, oh, that's just another big dude. Oh, nope, that's our running back. Oh. Yeah. Like that dude playing scout team? I mean, obviously he doesn't do that, but, like, throw him on scout team, he's I, looking exactly the same. I would love to see, like, players' reactions on, in, like, training camp or, like, first time, like, full pads when Derrick Henry was a rookie. I'm sure some of the veterans were on the team were like, God damn, he's a running back. <laughs> yeah, like, I, he yeah. is huge. Did you see that picture of him standing next to Mark Ingram? They were at, like, an Alabama ceremony or something, or they were, like, the honorary captains for the game, so they went out and, like, flipped the coin. This oh, was, like, I have seen this that This was, like, one, yeah. a year ago. Derrick Henry towers over him. 
Oh yeah, it's just like him and Dion Lewis now. Dude, yeah. Dion Lewis is like five seven. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Is he the tallest running back in the NFL? How tall is AJ Dillon? I think he's only like six one, six feet. Okay, yeah, then I don't think there's any running back even close to his height. I got something else to add. Okay, so like let's just get into like hypotheticals. How fast do you think we're putting back this case? If we're if we're actually racing. Do you think we could go sub one hour? No, I, I physically can't. I know that for a fact. I don't know. I mean, I think we get pretty close to an hour. I don't think it'd be much much like much longer than an hour. Yeah, Derrick Henry's on like 16. I'm on like 8. <laughs> we finished the case. <laughs> Just carrying me. And then he's going to want to go bar hop after. Like, I'm, I'm good to go, guys. Like, this was like, a good holy... warm up. Yeah, I'd be like, holy cow, dude, I'm not good to go i know claypool could just pound him too probably like you know he was darting at notre dame oh for sure and he's still a big dude he's like six two i think he's like six four he oh he might be yeah because he's got like a tight end build yeah that's what well that's what he was kind of a in-between guy when he was coming out like some teams talked about maybe moving him to tight end yeah that's i forgot about that mm-hmm. okay all right yeah and it'd be it'd be fun to watch so should we dm these guys and see if they want to come do it I mean, I guess you have nothing to lose. I mean, but... I think we have a higher probability of getting Chase Claypool to say yes than Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Because you know, I could see Claypool being like, hell yeah, like, offseason, let's do it. Well, if COVID, like, let's imagine COVID wasn't a thing, right? Because then he'd have to be like, get tested and all that. For sure. I don't think he would do it. Probably not. But hey, a man can dream, right? Yeah. Chase, you're listening? Come hang out with us, please. That's case race, Chase. Let's do it. See if you got it. I'll take you down. I'm in. Challenge. Let's see it, Claypool. Step up. Case race. 1v1. Let's go. (laughs) 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 On that note, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, it's going to wrap up the show. Thanks for listening, guys, on this Thursday. Uh, Don't forget to check out our Instagram. We're going to have our Week 15 picks on there this weekend. Probably get those out on Friday night or Saturday morning. Uh, We're going to have a little poll on there, too. I want to know whose picks you like more. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a good one, guys. It's the Heavy Pour. Peace.